This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. And the UFA Cooperative, now open in Yorkton and Weyburn. UFA is the exclusive distributor of Diesel X Gold, premium fuel that improves power and saves you money. Today, the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association is keeping a close eye on the wildfire situation here, as well as in Alberta. Sasquheat released its weekly outlook, and the Federal Agricultural Committee heard from groups about the impact the closure of Only Mills Quebec plant will have on the industry. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection and Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. Saskatchewan cattle producers are keeping a close eye on the wildfire situation in the province, as well as to what's happening in Alberta. CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Grant McClellan, says they will be prepared should the situation take a turn for the worst. I mean, in terms of uh, the situation here in Saskatchewan, we're cautiously optimistic with the improvement uh, in the number of wildfires that have been contained in the province. Obviously, you know, we're watching closely with the evacuations from a a number of northern communities. As the wildfire map kind of shows, it's still a fairly present kind of danger. The risk is still uh, relatively high, uh, especially with us, uh, the industry facing a number of years of drought in a row. Uh, We're certainly hopeful that we get some moisture in the forecast here very shortly. But um, right now, it's kind of a a wait-and-see approach. We know there's some concerns with with air quality, and uh, that's something we're keeping an eye on. But uh, as it stands right now, we're more looking at our partners and counterparts in Alberta just to make sure that things are going fine for them because we know it's a bit more serious in Alberta right now. Have you had any conversations with Alberta producers? I know they've been uh, either relocating or getting ready to relocate as they're keeping a key on, uh, keen eye on fires there. We've certainly been monitoring. We have uh, some of our producers up in the Lloydminster area that are keeping a very close watch on things. Um, obviously, they are closer proximity to both the tree line in northern Saskatchewan, but they're also in the highest risk area right now uh, where the fire risk map is. But it's something, like you said, that we're we're keeping a very close watch on and having regular conversations with uh, our producers and our board members to make sure that if there's any additional steps or actions need to be taken, that we'll be ready to do that. So kind of looking at it from a hypothetical perspective, uh, what would be some of those steps that you uh, just mentioned? I think first and foremost, working closely with our counterparts at uh, in Alberta to determine what what some needs are, what some opportunities are. In the past, there have been fundraising efforts uh, to provide feed for folks or supports for anybody that may have lost uh, access to pasture land. I think of uh, think of the burst all fire uh, grassland fire that happened a number of years ago in Saskatchewan. It's it's really a matter of bringing the industry together and seeing what resources can be brought to bear while also working in close partnership with the Saskatchewan Public Safety Agency and the Ministry of Agriculture in terms of what 
opportunities there would be for the association to provide support. Grant McClellan is the CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca March was the busiest month of this crop year for Canadian wheat exports. Indonesia and China were 1-2 in March at 276 and 272,000 tons, respectively. China, though, remains by far Canada's biggest wheat buyer in the 2022-23 crop year. This is Michael Wilton with Mercantile Consulting Venture on this week's Sask Wheats Market Podcast. China has now imported a total of 2.5 million tons of wheat from August to September, more than 3.5 times last year's amount. Exports to other countries were also high in March, at 668,000 tons. These countries have imported a combined 3.7 million tons, which is two times more than last year. Total Canadian wheat exports from August through March were 13.8 million tons, about the same pace as 2020-21, when Canada shipped 20.5 million tons. March Durham exports were 434,000 tons, with Algeria leading the way. Algeria imported 129,000 tons for a season total of 648,000 tons. This is more than three times more than last year's volume. Italy imported another 76,000 tons for a year-to-date total of 1.1 million tons, which is almost four times more than last year. Morocco, the United States, and Tunisia round out Canada's top five Durham customers. Farmers and agronomists have a new tool to calculate nutrient requirements of crops thanks to the University of Saskatchewan. The Prairie Nutrient Removal Calculator is an online tool USASC says that provides a critical piece of information to help make on-farm fertilizer decisions. It was developed by two USASC soil scientists, Dr. Fran Wally and Dr. Rich Farrell, both of whom led a three-year project that drew collaboration from numerous producer groups and industry. The calculator uses local data collected from commercial farms in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta gathering more than 2,200 grain and biomass samples representing 14 different crops. The online calculator is now available at prairienutrientcalculator.info. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Immigration Minister Sean Fraser says the government will expand a pilot project to attract more temporary foreign workers to jobs in Canada's agricultural industry for another two years. The government launched the program three years ago to offer temporary workers in the agriculture and food sector a pathway to permanent residency in Canada. It was due to end later this month, but Fraser says it's going to continue until 2025. He says the pilot experienced some challenges during the COVID-19 pandemic and the government wants more time to test it out. 
The minister also says the family members of workers who make it into the program will be given open work permits so they can earn a living while they're in Canada. The agricultural sector is struggling with labour shortages, and the minister says if they're not addressed, it could hurt Canada's food security. Flax fields will be fewer and farther between in western Canada this year. According to Statistics Canada's first survey-based seeding intentions report, for 2023-24. In a report released late last month, StatsCan projected only 689,000 acres of flax seed to be planted this spring, an 11.6% decrease from the year before. More significantly, the total number of flax acres would be the fewest since 1950. While flax seed area in Manitoba is expected to expand 40% to 71,200 acres, Saskatchewan and Alberta were projected to see declines of 11.7 and 31.6 percent to 527,300 and 88,000 acres, respectively. Flax Chair Greg Sunquist says StatsCan's estimate for flax acres is very close. He says while flax prices are doing well, those for other commodities were outperforming it. The managed money net short position in Canola grew in early May as fund traders were busy liquidating long positions and moving more money to the short side of the market. That's according to the latest commitments of traders report from the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission. As of May 2nd, the net managed money short position in Canola futures came in at 62,218 contracts an increase of about 10,000 contracts from the previous week. Open interest in the canola market came in May 2nd at 252,657 contracts, down by about 4,500 from the previous week. At the Chicago Board of Trade, fund traders were holding a net long of about 55,000 contracts in soybeans, down by about 32,000 from the previous week, as traders liquidated longs and put on new shorts. You could be stuck in a severe drought or facing rains that will help alleviate that dryness or push back when fields should be dry enough to begin spring planting, depending on which region you're in. That's the assessment from Drew Lerner, President and Senior Agricultural Meteorologist at World Weather Inc. in Kansas. While the western half of the Canadian prairies will remain in a drought, Lerner said that isn't the case for the eastern half of the region. He says the outlook for that portion of the prairies calls for improved rains in the summer. As for large portions of Alberta and west-central Saskatchewan, the meteorologist notes he doesn't see an end to drought anytime soon. Quebec Provincial Police say they're investigating the death of a 29-year-old man who was trapped under a tractor on a farm on the province's Gaspé Peninsula. Police spokesman Sergeant Stephanie Tremblay says emergency services were called to the farm in New Richmond, Quebec, across Chaleur Bay from New Brunswick shortly before 11 p.m. Sunday night. He says the man was transported to hospital where he was declared dead. Tremblay says the tractor likely overturned on a slope. Ukrainian grain farmers in areas now free from Russian occupation are wondering if they should risk their lives to clear explosives before the critical spring planting season. 
They're also dealing with soaring production and transportation costs caused by Russia's blockade of many Black Sea ports. Experts predict losses, a reduction in output, and potentially thousands of bankruptcies. The head of the UN Food and Agriculture Organization in Ukraine says a drastic cutback in grain crops could threaten global food security. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy, looking at a 30% chance of showers this afternoon with a risk of a thunderstorm and a high of 21. Tonight, partly cloudy, another 30% chance of showers early in the evening with a risk of a thunderstorm, low 7 degrees. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers and a risk of a thunderstorm again. Winds out of the northwest at 20 kilometers an hour, high of 19, a low plus 5. Thursday, partly cloudy, high of 23, the low 10. Friday, cloudy, high of 22, the low 7. Saturday, sunny, high of 25, the low 9. Sunday, continuing to be sunny, high of 28 degrees, the low 10. And Monday, sunny, high of 28 degrees. Normal high is 18 degrees, the normal low 3 degrees. Sun rose at 520 this morning, and the sun will set at 831 p.m. tonight. Looking around the province, the hot spot is in Stony Rapids at 20 degrees, cold spot in Prince Albert at 11. In Estevan, it's 20 degrees, Saskatoon and Swift Current 17, Weyburn 18, and Yorkton 15. In Regina, mainly sunny, southeast wind at 11 kilometers an hour, humidity at 49%, temperature at 17 degrees, that is 63 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 101.6 and falling. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy, southeast wind at 8 kilometers an hour, temperature 18 degrees. Once again in Regina, mainly sunny, southeast wind at 11, and the temperature 17 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Gareth Fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Canola growers can look forward to more cost-saving opportunities as the Canola Council of Canada gears up for year two of Canola for Our Advantage. Warren Ward an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council, explains what 4R nutri- Nutrient Stewardship is. So the 4R stand for the right source, at the right rate, at the right time, and at the right place. So it's really about uh, how can you maximize the, the efficiency of your fertilizer and, and get the most out of it that you can and, you know, not over-apply, not under-apply. And, you know, it really uh, it go, it takes the whole... Uh, the whole gamut of, of practices into consideration there just to try and do the best job on farm with your with your um, nutrient management. He notes the Canola Council is adding some new incentives this year to expand the use of 4R nutrient stewardship. 
Well, for those who are familiar with the uh, with the Canola Four Hour Advantage program from uh, from last year, you'll you'll know that it's uh, one of uh, a number of programs out there that are offering funds through the On Farm Climate Action Fund uh, from the from the federal government. So, uh, similar to last year, we've got four BMPs that we're offering funding for implementing. And those are soil testing, the use of enhanced efficiency nitrogen fertilizers. Preferred application, which is moving from uh, fall fertilizer application to uh, spring or, or a combination of spring and, and top dressing. And then the fourth would be field zone mapping. So working with uh, with a uh, agronomist to designate zones within fields and, and generate maps to uh, to do some variable rate applications. So, so those are the four, and that really hasn't changed at all since the first year of the program. Uh, we did get some feedback, you know, throughout the throughout the program, the first uh, first year of it, and uh, we have made a few changes here coming up for the for the second year. Uh, one of the big ones probably would be the increased funding limits for each of those BMPs. So last year uh, we had them capped at six thousand dollars per per management practice, whereas this year we're going to bump that up to twenty thousand. So hopefully that makes it uh, more more useful for people if they're trying to cover all of their canola acres. And again, our program is specific to to canola acres, so that way um, you know if they want to hit all their canola acres with our program and some of their other acres with one of the other programs, it, it might work a little better for them. Uh, then we also last year had it capped at two of those management practices, whereas this year you could do all four of those management practices on your farm. So it uh, just adds a little bit more flexibility that way. And then um, similar to last year, we do have the requirement of having a 4R management plan in place. So you know, uh, 4R is something that's quite important to us, and we've been talking about it for, for a long time. And it's nice to have these incentive dollars available now for, for implementing these practices. And as part of that, we do still have that requirement of, um, of, of working with a designated 4R agronomist to generate a 4R nutrient management plan for the farm. And so we've recognized that there is a cost uh, for those uh, for those agronomists to be doing that as well. So there is uh, some now some opportunity within the program to to uh, receive some uh, funding for helping cover the cost of working with those agronomists to generate those plans and and uh, and help administer the program. And then uh, last but not least, uh, uh, kind of a change for for this year would be so we've got uh, the the program is designed to to mitigate nitrous oxide emissions. So it's really targeted targeted at um, initiating or advancing for our practices. And so therefore we're, we're looking for new practices. But uh, if, if the practices were new last year, uh, we're still going to be able to include them in this year's program. So if you received funding last year for soil testing, you still could receive funding this year for soil testing. And I think Part of that is just to, just to try and and uh, drive home these these practices or, or um, make them more commonly used on the farm. He says the Canola Council will be accepting applications for this year's program soon. We actually haven't opened up the registration or the application process for for the second year of the program yet. Uh, we're anticipating that will happen in June. So I would I'd advise people to to keep their eyes and ears open. Uh, you know, once seeding is wrapping up there uh, early June, and 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 keep an eye out for that. Um, so eligible expenses for the second year of the program will be anything between April 1st of 2023 and March 31st of 2024. So expenses within that window is what will be eligible for for this second year of the program. 
And if anybody's looking for more information on it, they can always go to our Canola Council of Canada website, uh, canolacouncil.org. And uh, there's a, a For Our Advantage page on there that they can go and check out all the, all the fine details there. Warren Ward is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada based at Springside, about 197 kilometers northeast of Regina. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Last month, it was announced that Olimel is planning to shut down one of its four pork processing plants in Quebec later this year. The closure will put nearly 1,000 people out of work and force hog producers in the region to truck their animals up to 300 kilometers further for processing. The added strain on the three remaining plants in Quebec could result in a backlog of animals. This week, the Commons Ag Committee heard from a number of groups outlining the impact the plant closure will have, including Rene Waugh the chairman of the Canadian Pork Council. The pork industry in Canada is responsible for almost 1% of our total exports, or almost 5 billion every year. If there is no reversal, the closure of this plant could reduce our pork production in Canada by 12%, and the impact will be outsized in eastern Canada. Why this is a national concern? Our producers are directly impacted by the closure, and if nothing else is done, the excess supply of animal can have long-term impact on our industry. We need to accept a fundamental truth. Agriculture is an industry of critical strategic importance for Canada. Pork produce in Canada is produced with one of the lightest environmental footprint in the world. We have the opportunity and the responsibility to feed the world with our products. Waugh remains confident that another company will step in and take over the operations of the plant. Canada's top ag minister spoke earlier today at a huge conference in Washington, D.C. The Agriculture Innovation Mission for Climate, or AIM for Climate, focused today on women at the heart of our food system. Marie-Claude Bibeau told the crowd... Canada is leading by example when it comes to women in key roles in the agriculture industry. So I'm proud that we now have our first Canadian um, CEO of the Canadian Dairy Commission. Farm Credit Canada is also headed by a woman. Our veterin- vet- chief veterinarian, not veterinarian chef, <laughs> is also a woman. Uh, in the Senate now, we have parity, we have diversity. So leading by example is extremely, extremely important. That's Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau in Washington, D.C. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola is down $3.60 at $7.2502. Number one red spring wheat is up $5.70 at $3.7932 a metric ton. 
The rest were unchanged. Durham at 418.98. Feed barley 347.58. Chickpeas 1058.22. Flax 541.98. Lentils 781.50. Oats 220.32. Yellow peas 401.22. And feed wheat 289.55. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, Hard red spring wheat for July is down four and a quarter cents to $8.39 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 9th. The butcher market has been holding strong and has been picking up week after week. At our last sale, D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.35 to $1.60. D3 cows sold from $1.20 to $1.30. Counter cows sold from $1 to $1.10. Hefferette sold from $1.80 to $2.20. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.45 to $1.70. We had our last pre-sorted calf sale here on May 1st for 50 to 500 pound steers averaged three dollars of five cents and sold it to three dollars of 47 cents 500 to 550 pound steers averaged three dollars and ten cents and sold it to three dollars of 47 cents 550 to 600 pound steers averaged three dollars and 19 cents and sold it to three dollars of 47 cents 600 to 650 pound steers averaged three dollars and 23 cents and sold it to three dollars and 39 cents 650 to 700 pound steers averaged three dollars and 12 cents and sold it to three dollars and 36 cents 700 to 800 pound steers averaged two dollars and 94 cents and sold it to three dollars and 11 cents and 800 to 900 pound steers averaged two dollars and 67 cents and sold it to two dollars and 92 cents heifers were about 30 cents back from the steers this has been stephanie digg reporting from the weyburn livestock exchange the market that gets cattle and the prices too now the latest pork prices this is bill offer with the hams market commentary for tuesday may 9th ham sold 8300 hogs monday selling a range of 186 to 200 dollars per ckg today's sales are expected to be around 7,000 head selling a range of 184 to 196 per ckg Ham's number one sales this week are down, selling in the range of 13 to 20 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was up 40 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3354. The Canadian dollar is currently trading 74.69 cents U.S. U.S. cash market started the week off mixed, with the Western Corn Belt improving 61 cents, while the national declined by 50 cents U.S. 100 weight compared to the previous day. The pork cutout was close to steady, and packers have been in the habit of managing their margins closely and only giving what they get for gains in the wholesale pork trade. While supplies of pork in North America are ample and growing, this is likely not the primary factor that is driving hog prices lower. Steve Meyer points out in a recent article in National Hog Farmer that demand for pork in March was down 13% from year-ago levels. Further, this drop in demand is not unique to pork. Beef and chicken both experienced declines in demand that suggest consumers are changing their behavior in making purchasing decisions for food. The likely driver of this decline is that consumers are seeing their household budgets pinched and are making the rational decision to cut back on meat protein as part of their monthly food budget. However, pork is not building up in storage in significant quantities, with export sales up 17% in volume for the month of March. Given the pressures on the demand side, producers should look to secure some prices for the latter half of the year in order to bring certainty to their margins and cash flow. Coming up, 
the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. There is potential for a prosperous helium market in Saskatchewan. According to a report by the Saskatchewan Research Council, all scenarios for the construction and operation of a liquefier in the province shows a positive return on investment over the life of the project. The conclusion was based on current supply and estimated price of helium. In a news release, the provincial government says a commercial-scale helium liquefier could open more markets, create jobs, and provide a financial return for owners. Helium is used in a variety of scientific, medical, and technological applications, from MRI machines to smartphones and fiber optic cable. Pet values saw first quarter profits fall at the same time revenue climbed. The pet food and supplies retailer says profit was down to $18.7 million from $22.6 million a year earlier. Revenue was $250.3 million, up from $213.2 million in the first quarter of 2022. The increase comes as pet value saw same-store sales growth of 9.4%, down from 22.8% a year earlier. On the markets, the TSX is down 30 points at 20,554. The Dow is down 38 points to 33,580. Oil is down 19 cents at $72.97 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 74.70 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.